Oh, baby. You know what time it is. It's Praise Down, and it's announcements time. Cue up them announcies. Yeah. I'd like to announce uh-huh. that there will be a taping in Norman at the Opolis. Local, Oklahoma City, stand-up comics. All your favorite flaves, all homegrown all all homegrown comics. Oh yeah. Um come on come on down and laugh at them for they are doing a taping. I'm on there. Alex is on there. Yep. Friend of the show Wampus is on there. Oh yeah. I'm sure other friends of the show can be found on there. Come laugh. Come make it seem like we're very funny so we can submit to festivals and things. That'd be very kind of you. Please. That is on Saturday at June tenth at again the Opolis in Norman, Oklahoma at eight thirty PM. You like comedy? You like local comedy? You like homegrown boys doing local homegrown comedy? Come on down to the internet, I suppose, and buy Live from Upstairs on iTunes. It was put together by Robot Safe City Records, and it features all of the hottest homegrown Oklahoma City comics from not a local podcast. Just big old corn-fed Oklahoma <laughs> comics. Chaotic corn-feds oh, only. Yeah. I'm on there. Alex is on there. Praise Down alums. Madison... Um, CJ is on there probably CJ is on there His episode hasn't aired But that's fine um, Jenny Godwin is on there yeah. you've, heard, you've heard these You've heard these people On the show All now come and, and Now come and watch them Do what They do better than Talk on a podcast Talk things that they've written already Talk things that they already Prepared and written um, And that can be found on iTunes at, uh, you know, iTunes.com or Mm -hmm. Apple Music uh, Mm -hmm. for only $9.99. And it's very good. It sounds like we're on the moth. It's very good. Um, and we hit number three on the on the comedy charts. I it should, was nice. I should say that. Yeah, it was very nice. It, it was validate. It was a validating experience. Yeah, and we beat sh- Brandon Wardell. We beat Brandon Wardell. We beat a five year old Tignataro album. Mm-hmm. We beat Robin Williams. Yeah, about so, time. So all to all of them, I say, suck it. <laughs> but keep validating us. Keep buying it. Keep enjoying it. Keep uh, finding. James Nim in public, if you like, and telling him how good it is, because maybe another one will get made. Yeah. This show is uh, not is not advertised with money. Is nope. that right? We don't use the dirty dollar to to bring awareness to this show. <laughs> we only use the word of mouth. And if you would please come on over to iTunes and give us a great review, a five star review, um, five star rating, good review on this show. Tell us about how it's uh, changed your life, yeah. or just you know, say your favorite bit. Leave in the a review. comment says that we sound handsome. Yeah, just it, like anything. If you do the rate and you do the review, it helps the visibility a lot. Seriously, oh, yeah. and it would it would be wonderful if you would consider doing that. Do us a blessing. But if you really love us, if you if you uh, if you think if you think that uh, if you think that you know you and you and us and the Lord, we're all meant to be together. Then come on down to patreon.com slash GTM. That's uh, short for Good Trash Media. You can give us money every month if you uh, if you want to. If you think we should be compensated for the blood, sweat, and toil that we precipitate on this show. Alex, any more announcies? No. Well, that's fine. We were we were bound to run out. Yeah, we do have a couple of things from the mailbag. 
We don't have a name for this segment yet. We uh, could. You want tithes and offerings? Ooh, um, ooh. Okay. Tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. Um, there, uh, the benediction. Oh yeah, mm. that's mm. true. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's insanely true. Um, this can be uh, the m- the epistles. The epistles. Nice, I like that. One. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, one epistle from Ben the Librarian at Ben Mead Harvey on Twitter. He writes to us: Just listen to Andrew Wagner's episode, guys. I love this Neutral Milk Hotel album. Carolyn has a story about how I woke her up by singing Two-Headed Boy at the top of my lungs at 3 a.m. while washing the dishes. I love that. Me too. So much. I I feel like that could happen with me at any time also. With what with what music? Neutral Milk Hotel? That exact or? album, yeah. That I could definitely just yell. I could see myself waking up Jill uh, or our roommate Aaron just yelling, Ah! No. It can happen at any time with no warning. (laughs) Jeff Mangum said... Your Jeff Mangum voice... That sounds more like a Muslim call to prayer, actually. All right. Your your Jeff Mangum voice sounds like if Bob Dylan was a Homestar Runner character. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Bob Dylan plus Homsar. I love you, Jesus Christ. Ben, thank you for writing to us. Our next epistle comes from Phil Cray at Phil and, at Phil and Corny on Twitter. A day to unite. He he made a, a hashtag for us from uh, Elizabeth Siddler's episode because we were talking about Unitarian pop punk bands. Mm-hmm. The hashtag is predictably. Hashtag Unitarian pop punk band. <laughs> so creative. And the thing about hashtags, if you're listening, they're for anybody to use. Right. You can do them even you, now. They All you need is a keyboard. Yeah. It doesn't even need to be a physical keyboard. No, nope, it, it could be a touchscreen representation of one. You mm-hmm. know, I, th- I think one of my favorite things about Twitter is when, like, some major, like, tragedy is occurring in America... And, you know, it just happens to be the same hashtag as, like, some South American or European football team. <laughs> like, right at the same time as they're, like, going to the championship, you know, like, 40 people have just been wiped out in just a mass shooting. And it's just a m- whole bunch of mixed signals going Like on. a hashtag Madrid or something yeah, like that? Something like that uh, yeah. If I had a nickel. <laughs> Opening it up dark, folks. You'll, Opening it up dark. You'll have any Unitarian pop punk bands? Uh, I thought of one before the show, mm-hmm. and it's instead of Blink One Eighty Two, Blink the Infinity si- Symbol, <laughs> like the si- the sideways eight. <coughs> uh, Blink. Mine, mine was kind of fixed for me, but instead of no doubt, it's some doubts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a Unitarian pop punk band, but I just want to trademark this band name, uh, Cape Canaveral Levine. <laughs> I, that works for me. I, I appreciate that one. It, I like that a lot. It's as as Unitarian. I did it. I I did the game too. 
Like you did. It, it, hop in on over at Unitarian Pop Punk Bands if you want to hit some of that. And well, um, I'm still working on one for Good Charlotte. If you can come up with one for Good Charlotte, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm stumped. I yeah. think I'm stumped. I, I think I'm stumped for now, but we'll come back. Well, I hope you. Uh, I <laughs> great segue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to tweet. Jeff Mangum sings like Homsar from the uh, Praise Down account. <laughs> no announcements this week. Get on the Patreon if you want to give us money. Mm, the tithes. The tithes. <laughs> the good the good no. <laughs> mhm that or no. it does sound like uh like a late nineties term for weed though yeah smoking on that good yeah. charlotte it's it's a uh it's an indica sativa hybrid <laughs> <laughs> back when marijuana dispensaries were like wooden carts on wheels <laughs> your 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 guy your friend your name that you know named Dougie or something. <laughs> yeah, sold by a guy in a top hat. Um, we're we gonna start this episode. We gotta start right. this episode. Enjoy this episode, or risk going to hell. Pretty much. Welcome to the Praise Down. Mm, hey, welcome to the Praise Down. The number one objective, but nice, Christian music and Christian pop culture review show on the web. The only one that's secular, as far as we know. The only secular Christian podcast. Yep. It's it's me, Heath Huffman, your host. And it's me, Alex Sanchez, your host. And with us is a writer for The Advocate. Uh, she's also the winner of a media award for the National Association of Social Workers, mm -hmm. and Oklahoma's most famous out transgender comedian Amanda Carey. Hello, thank Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. I always like to emphasize the out one. So, mm. so Amanda, let's just get right into it. Sure. I love before, but first, let's sure. uh, let's open up with a prayer. Oh, of sure, course, of sure. course. Let's uh, close our eyes and oh, bow have, our heads. Have fun. We never do this. Okay. Okay, I can't. Okay, I was going to do it in Latin, but I hit I hit George in Latin, and I totally screwed that one up. You want to take another pass at it? Yeah, let's do another it. one. Okay. Munera uh, Domine Oblata Sanctifica et intercendede. Okay. Intercendente. Amen. Beato Giorgio Martire tu nos perhac. Epicatorum nostrum yeah. maculis immunda por dominum. Amen. Amen. Oh, amen. That, that, oh, amen. That, is oh, Latin, that is Latin for sanctify, O Lord, the gifts we'd offer. And by the intercession of the blessed George, thy martyr, cleanse us in, by means of them and from the stains of our sins through our Lord. Uh, for, the, for April 23rd, this taping, mm. the feast day of St. George the Martyr. Nice. This is the first sanctified episode. Yes. 
finally. Right. <laughs> Took the Catholic to show up, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> we've had a few. We've had a few, and none of them bothered to sanctify our none fucking them podcast. Brought any goddamn props? Right. Sorry, any regular damn props? <laughs> right. <laughs> Talk the walk. So, did you grow up religious? I you brought all this up, Catholic stuff. I grew up in a Catholic household, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, I was reading from. One of the props that I brought, which is my dad's pre-Vatican II Catholic Missal, which he received upon graduation from Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, you said something that sounds insanely badass. Catholic Missal? Yes, what it is. (laughs) Yes. That's what John F. Kennedy called his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the stuff we pointed at Cuba. Go right. on. <laughs> so what a Catholic missile is, is Catholics are basically like the Buddhists of Christianity. They're just crazy about ceremony and stuff. Badass. Mm-hmm. And so what a Catholic missile is, it's a way for you to carry around all the priests, all, all the prayers of the saints, all the f- day, feast days of the saints, um, various different prayers um, and things like that to allow you to be a good Catholic. And... These, uh, pre-Vatican II, I don't know if you guys know what Vatican II was. Vatican 2.0? No, yes, Vatican 2.0, the Vatican It's, it's the class you take after Vatican One, right? Right, right. It's, uh, it's, it's the one with two extra songs. <laughs> <laughs> two, two obscure lost studio recordings. <laughs> Vatican One's in Italy. Vatican II is, uh... <laughs> Muscle Shoals in Alabama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vatican II is in Boston. <laughs> right. So, so Vatican II was basically a reform attempt by the Catholic Church to modernize the Catholic Church. And before Vatican II, they would do service mostly would do services in Latin. And so, like how Jews would learn Hebrew, Catholics would learn Latin. And you know, as part of your confirmation classes and all that, you would do stuff in Latin. So, if you went through this book, you would see all your prayers and all your psalms. One, you know, one column in English, one column in Latin. And this was my father's, and it's one of my little prized possessions. It's full of, like, little pieces of paper that he's collected over the years, like old clippings of him playing high school football and, like, uh, like a family tree and, like, wow. little, like, knickknacks. And, like, yeah, like, here's him, like, ah. Like, here's uh, a clip out from him playing high school football and, Philadelphia, um, Roman beats uh, St. Thomas in opener. And on the back, apparently the Red Sox, 3-2, hike lead, something as Indians lose Mm. 10-3. When's this from? Whenabouts? This is probably about 1956, 57. Wow. Yeah, that newspaper for our listeners is brown. Yes. It's it's tan newspaper, which means. And, of course, you know, like I've stuck extra stuff there. Printed on parchment. Uh, family photos, because sure. my dad is, came from a Catholic family, you know, 10 kids. He was the youngest boy. Oh, there's some yeah. army pictures of me, if you want to check those out. Uh, pictures of me and my family, but yeah. Yeah, we'll oh, do that oh, after the pod. Pictures of me, like my first day of kindergarten with my dad. Oh, That's so good. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about the, um, what looks to be rune on the front of your book here uh yes that is the um for exactly what that's called but that's the, the cairo right yeah the cairo it it's basically a hook and basically a cross it's 
a Catholic symbol because they use Greek and Latin as symbols in Catholicism. Yes, the Cairo. That's so awesome. Yeah. And like I said, you can go through here and it's like, like uh, so the, f- uh, the Feast of Saints are done on a calendar. And of course, what they do is they list, out, list it all out. But the thing is, this is so old that I think it stops tracking in about 1972. Whoa. So, yes. Um, wow. But yeah, there's like, like a, let me go to the front page. May God grant you all blessings to my bubby, dad and mom. Because my dad's uh, nickname was Bubby. That's very sweet. That's a very sweet dad nickname. Uh, Yeah, here's a here's a uh, here's a little uh, saint card. These uh, used to hand these out to uh, Catholics. This one would they trade them? Yes, collect collect them, trade them, put them in. Are there any stats on those cards? Are there Uh, any holographic ones? Pope Pius the (laughs) Tenth. Yeah, it gives us a little prayer and like Queen of Vocations. Here our prayer: Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Pius the Tenth, pray for us, and then. You know, let's uh, religious vocation week, March nineteenth, March nineteenth through March twenty fifth, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's you know long history of Catholicism in my family. And yeah, I brought this because um, I like I said, I come from a very Catholic family uh, on my dad's side. Uh, Irish Catholics. We got off the boat in New Orleans immediately, started drinking. First uh, docu- <laughs> first. <laughs> First mention I could find of uh, my great-great-grandfather is him getting arrested for punching a guy in one of the uh, ballrooms at a hotel. Nice. And, and, he got, and, he got, and he got off on the technicality. <laughs> but, yeah, that's like – What was the technicality? It was like he like he basically wasn't processed correctly. It wasn't like Miranda. Oh, he my God. It wasn't like a Miranda thing, but it was like a technicality. He got off on that. But, yeah, um, like we're so Catholic. There are – there's parts of Catholic schools, Catholic school buildings – Mm-hmm. that are named after my uncle because he donated so much money. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. And then That's uh, her forever. And then on my mom's side, it's just her uh basically like her youth bible before she got married with her name on it and all that kind of stuff. And there's not as many cool knickknacks in there because she was just a Baptist, you know, and they're just a normie. Baptists yeah. are against icons. That's yeah, true. They're, yeah, they're very normie. They're very normie. So um, I don't respect Kesha. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I come from a very Catholic background. I was an altar boy. Hell yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I I really I think it was the robes that did this to me. You were into the swishiness of it. It was the swishy flowy robes that okay. did this to me. I blame them. <laughs> but no, my priest never touched me. Okay. No, listen. <laughs> I didn't think. I think you would have led with that if they had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who the hell do you think I am, Milo? God. <laughs> No, I br- I brought these because for me, um, a little bit of background about my life. My dad died on a of a heart attack on a Boy Scout troop with me when I was thirteen years old. Whoa! And it was a really rough Holy year shit. for me. It was like me transferring from Catholic school to public school. I was already kind of feeling weird because you know I'm starting to hit puberty and I'm starting to wonder like, why do I really want to have what? Why, why my fantasies involving me wearing skirts? I don't get this. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. And so I ended up in a summer school that year. But I was the kid that always ended up in, like, the gifted classes. Uh, You know, yeah, I just had problems. And I was just having a really rough summer. And so my dad, you know, was the scoutmaster. He went with us on a scouting trip. And he dropped dead of a heart attack on the third day. We were about to load up in the bus and go whitewater rafting. So my dad died. 
a week later. Oh um, of course. Did you go whitewater rafting? No, we did not go okay. whitewater rafting. Okay. We, Alex. So we, well, the thing that pisses me Listen. off is we ended up going to, like, the, the day before he died, we ended up at, like, a really, like, huge water park outside of Atlanta, which I don't – I agree with everyone else. Water parks are just pink eye. You're just swimming in pink eye. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fun about water parks. Warm, slightly sour smelling water everywhere, and you just feel gross. Yeah. Uh, and then wa- I got cheated out of white water rafting because dad had to die. So water parks up. are like what That's 90% so of the up. You could have done it. My mom died, and I was on a bus to a debate tournament in three hours. You could have done it. You'd have been fine. Oh, oh. my mom died uh, when I was 18 of cancer, and Same. she died on a Friday. That Saturday, I was at my drill weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody kept coming up to me going, like, Private Ridgely, why are you looking so down? Why aren't you motivated? My mom died. <laughs> My mom died of burying her tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> Why aren't you going to be here tomorrow? I'm burying my mom. You're going to be there the day after that? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up. You only got to miss one day? Oh, I chose to go because why the hell would you want to sit around in a home? Yeah. You know, and here's what I was going to say. A week after my dad died, we all found out, like, my mom had been keeping her her fears of having cancer away from us, and so they find like all the people who had showed up dragged her off to the to yeah. the doctor and diagnosed her with stage three breast cancer. Shit. Twenty nineteen nineteen ninety was a really shitty year for me. Yeah, I'll bet it is oh not it is God. not my best year. So yeah, for me, um, I like to hold on to this kind of stuff because I while I'm not like very religious. I still have a religious streak in me. Like, if somebody had to ask, yeah, I'd be Christian. Okay, which kind? I would probably be a Catholic. So I hold on to this stuff. And it really kind of marks, like, a lot of the music choices that we're discussing today. Oh. That's right, fuckers. I brought a theme. I love it. Two themes in a row. I'm so excited. So I've got a few questions. Uh, I mean, you lost both your parents real early. Yeah. Um. Did anybody? I mean, you, your your mom passed when you were eighteen. Did anybody like step in to like as a parental figure for you, or was it just the military and you were? Nope. Out? It wow. was. Pretty, I was eighteen, and I pretty much like lived with my grandmother, my mom's mm-hmm. mom, and um, she was very Southern Baptist, but she was also um, the kind of person that like she knew what was going on with stuff. Okay. She just, yeah. You know, one of those ones that you know, like, oh yeah, she know she knows that cousin's gay, but she's just gonna be real nice about it. That's that nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't talk about it for their family. Yeah. But um, after that, I went off to uh, college, and I basically moved off on my own. And so, pretty much, in a way, while I've had family, I've pretty much been an orphan since I was eighteen. Wow. Uh, Y'all be swell. Well, Y'all be great. You're gonna have the whole world on a plane. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to the comedy podcast. So, yeah, well, uh, what I want to know is how that affected. Wh- when did you start hopping off the God wagon? When did I start hopping off the God wagon? Um, I think that, I mean, like, actually, the weird thing is, is that, yes, I was an altar boy and all that stuff. And then we moved and we became Methodist uh, because mm. my mom was a Protestant. When she married my dad, she converted to Catholicism. But we went to the Methodist church because it was literally right down the street. All the neighbors went there. Um, but I really started falling off, um, the God wagon around pretty much around the same time I discovered alcohol. 
Which was uh, around eighteen, nineteen. You got to understand the first sick. The first time I ever tr- like I was kind of a late bloomer with everything. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I ever got drunk, it wasn't until I was nineteen. But um, when I got drunk, I snuck off base, snuck into the bar, drank underage, had the band dedicate the songs to me, danced with four girls at one time, passed out at the urinal, got thrown into the back of a taxi cab, got snuck back onto base, completely shit faced. Snuck back into the barracks, got into a fight, got arrested. The only thing I did not have was a crazy, weird, anonymous, coyote, ugly sex. Uh, I would have, like, I almost bucket listed it in one night. The first night? First night. God damn it if that's not cool. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. That's real cool. And and here's here's the bonus points about the band dedicating songs to me. Yeah. Leonard Skinner cover band. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Country rock band, baby. Man. You had the Southern most rock. quintessentially American thing. <laughs> I did. If there was ever anything called the Ernest Hemingway gauntlet, you've <laughs> yeah. like there's yeah. all of the, like the only thing, like I said, coyote, ugly sex, and putting a shotgun in my mouth. If I'm doing if I'm <laughs> right. doing if I'm doing the Ernest Hemingway shuffle, you know? And you don't even have to pull the trigger, you just go what and uh, yeah. yeah. The it's so so American to like sneak off of a military base. To get drunk and fight because your mom died of cancer. No, like, yeah, well, no, I've got in a fight when I got back onto the military base. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. that's right, that's right. No, 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 no. I, I, uh, I was dancing with the th- four girl, three or four girls. I didn't, you know, don't even. Yeah, yeah. I was told later on. Sure. Yeah. Which no, I kind of remember, but it was still definitely one of those like, yeah, you were dancing with like three girls. Man, badass. That yeah. is the most American in a good way thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah, that's when I started falling off the god wagon, and of course, I've I've found mm-hmm. Jesus a couple of times. Usually uh, after about a ten strip. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe um, an egregious like DT morning. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, like my faith has come off and on. Um, Actually, one of my f- uh, favorite people on my Twitter and Facebook right now is actually my old army chaplain. Yeah? Um, cool. And he knows about me. Um, he actually wrote some books because he ended up being the chaplain at uh, Walter Reed Army Hospital. And he actually almost lost his faith. Uh, huh. And he kind of found it. Uh, he you know, he kind of regained it. And he's uh, an Episcopalian priest now in Texas. Mm. But, um, yeah, we used to banter about, you know, like, Eastern philosophy and Gnostic and Apocryphal Gospels. Awesome. And that kind of stuff. He called me the uh, unit's warrior poet. <laughs> Whoa. Which sounds really cool, but it's also kind of like, ah, that God, is such a on. snotty name. Yeah. That is. That is such a snotty name. It's the only thing that's as cool as it is hokey. Yeah, it, yeah wow. really. Yeah. It is. It is exactly 50-50 on that. Yeah, and I mean, like, I yeah, I... And I, you got to understand just how hokey it is. Like I really went through like an Eastern philosophy phase. Badass. Like, like I have a Buddha collection. Like I have to everywhere mm-hmm. I go, I have to be wearing a Buddha. Okay. But you I wanna have. Talk, a, you want to talk about that? Well, yeah, yeah. Of I, course, I, I, please. Well, you know, it's uh, the thing about one of the interesting facts about Buddhism is is that most of the Christian converts to Buddhism are actually Catholic. Ooh, please, it's, please, it, please go on. Because it's uh, it has very much to do with the uh, ceremonialism, the esoteric, uh, esoteric nature of it, and also um, there is a uh, my joke about Buddhism is, is that I tried to be a Buddhist, but I can never get past the first noble truth. Mm-hmm. And the first noble truth of Buddhism is all life is suffering. <laughs> oh hell yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which that you know, I but I carry around my kind of religion. You know, it's. Buddhism has a very sort of esoteric, 
acceptance of pain mm-hmm. uh, to it. That you're going to suffer. Oh, shit. That's a Which, very Catholic thing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And Which also, I th- will be I reflected think in my music choices. This mm-hmm. podcast I, keeps trying to get me to become Catholic. <laughs> dude, I, dude, body of Christ shots. <laughs> Okay, go on. Okay, my, my Catholic, my okay. So my Boy Scout troop was uh, sponsored by the Baptist Church, and of course, I was raised Catholic. So I'm, of course, mm-hmm. I've done my communion, and I get to drink communion wine and all that stuff. And we go to the Baptist Church because they're celebrating Boy Scout Day and all that kind of stuff, and they're doing communion, and they're passing around the communion plate. And you know, normal Catholic wafers, you know, like pretty big, you know, like these little like chiclet looking things. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, they're crumbles. They're crumblies. Yeah, they're yeah. like the bottom of a chip bag. Yeah, yeah. They're so like little, like little chiclet size communion wafers, and then they pass around the little plate of shots. And you know, they come in shot glasses. So I'm like, mm-hmm. body shots of Christ, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so, body course, shots of Christ. Of course, I'm like, tw- of course, I'm twelve at the time, so I don't think of this joke till like ten years later, and then mm-hmm. it's just like brilliant. But you get these little shot cups of grape juice, and you know, it's like cool, and just, and it's just like. You're expecting wine and this grape juice, and you're, even as a twelve-year-old, you're horribly disappointed because <laughs> it's not alcoholic. I, I, I just like I have met so many of these people who like will do communion, but they won't do wine, and it's like, dude, it's in the Bible. Yeah, be cool. Come on, that's this, an insanely good point. It, it, well, that's yeah. an insanely good point. And, but and the thing is, is that these are the people who are like, well, we don't do communion wine. We don't do actual alcoholic wine. At communion, because you know we don't want to promote you know drunkenness as a sin, right? And I'm from Mississippi, and I'm surrounded by all these you know people who are like that. And I'm like, bitch, you're the ones I see every weekend at the casinos, yeah, at the riverboat casinos. You want to find a Baptist in Mississippi? Go to the riverboat casino. And what's sadder than being at a casino, Sobies? <laughs> right. Oh God. I mean, right? One of the great ironies is that um, in high school. Uh, we had like one of those big, huge Baptist churches. Uh, they actually did the whole, they were like the leading pray the gay away uh, church in the entire state. Oh, the leading one. How prestigious. Yes. <laughs> Their daughter, total lesbian. Nice. Yes. Actually wrote a documentary, did a whole documentary about it. Yes. Badass. Yes. He's his fist pumping. <laughs> God. It just, it seriously, it is like if you look up, like if you look karma, that is that is it. Bringing back the Buddha. Nice. Yes. Another thing about that, it seems like Catholicism is the most applied version of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like it was, there's, it, it, it's OG Christianity. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have cornered the market on Christianity mm-hmm. as a practice rather yeah. than a. Um, I mean, we wrote the Bible literally. Yeah. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, like you. Uh, what was it? The Council of Nicaea, where they sat down and actually yep. said, "All right, this book in, this book out, this book in, mm-hmm. this book out." Mm-hmm. That was the Council of Nicaea, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a uh, couple of different councils. So, but yeah, we we literally wrote the Bible. We actually have a couple of different books of the Bible than uh, Protestants do too. We have like extra four, ones. We have like four extra books. I oh, I love an extended universe. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Ah. <sighs> but it's not fan fiction though. No, it's real. Yeah. It's Technically, a, the whole Bible's fan fiction. Okay, well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Listen, Bibles in the fiction section. <laughs> what an it, what an atheist douchey thing to do. Yeah, hey, I'm the first one to harp on this. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> God, you know that's my th- that's another thing for me is that I for I, I want to clear that I knew. <laughs> for the, the thing for me about atheists is like you know, atheists to me should be just like religious people. Well, hey, are you religious? Yes. 
end a conversation. Are you an atheist? Yes. The atheists are like, do you believe in God? No, God! What the fuck do you think you're doing? No, God, dude, chill. Really, it's gotta be okay. Oh, gotta be cool. I mean, here's the thing: like every time <laughs> someone asks them that, that's like the big game for them. Right. Yeah. And they've gotta, they've gotta knock it out of the park every time yeah. someone asks that question. Dude, Don't they, they, be atheist as a hobby, dude. Angry, dude, like angry atheists are just like Ricky Gervais. That's what they're like, oh, yep. are you offended? Are you offended uh, by what I've done? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, they should all be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you are a yeah. Like, oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm going to Halloween dressed as a Catholic priest with a little boy doll strapped around my crotch. Cool. That was edgy on LiveJournal in, in 2006. Yeah, man. nice, dude. Oh, look at me. We've I'm all heard about it. I'm a sexy nun. I'm a sexy nun. Welcome to my fucked up mind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Look, and okay, a sexy first nun. All, for, first of all, if you're going to be like edgy, sexy nun, don't buy your costume off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Make it make yourself it. Make it yourself. like I did. You know your own measurements. You know what's going to make you look good. What kind of habit. Right. Just put in the work. Don't fucking half-ass being a sexy nun. Right. So, Amanda, where are you at religiously now? Where am I at religiously now? <laughs> Segway! <laughs> I would say that I am probably a... Um, the best way to describe it would probably be an omnistic... Uh, deist. Omnistic? Omnistic deist. Um, hit, hit us uh, with what that word means. Uh, a so, omnism is basically the concept that the higher power or whatever it is has manifested itself in any way. And I, if I remember correctly, omnism is the proper way to describe it. Is that the god of the Hindus is the god of uh, Christianity, is the god of Islam, is the god of Shinto. Mm -hmm. Because basically, if you look at almost all religions out there, they all have the same rule. Don't be a dick. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he's basically just come down and manifest. Even to atheists, he comes down and says, "Don't be a dick." He's basically the conscience of all of us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. If, but if I had to pick, yeah, I would say that I'm probably a Christian because I'm culturally Christian and sure. culturally Catholic. But mm -hmm. I am probably an omnistic, uh, probably, um, probably, um, I, uh, deistic, um, agnostic. Okay. okay. Like, yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to hedge my bet. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah, yeah, for yeah. atheists, it's like the human spirit or yeah. right. collective morality. But it's all the Dream same thing. Dream theater. Yeah. <laughs> 2112. <laughs> now, 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 now I have songs by Vast going through my head. Well. <laughs> um, so do we, do we want to get into our next segment? We do want to get into our next segment. Right. It's Thoughts. time. For thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers don't work here. Burn some sage. Uh, <laughs> we we actually have the only thoughts and prayers that work. Yep. These. Okay. <laughs> so we we've logged back onto ChristianForums.net um, to find someone in need of our help, in need of our advice. Uh, and th this user this time is War Zero. God. War Zero in June second of twenty seventeen posted a thread titled a god in my head mm -hmm. i have concerns about a god who can access my mind 24 7 to me that would be a breach of my privacy <laughs> <laughs> oh god so I'm no, I'm just, I'm oh no i am not done <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like some patriarch version of like Kronos or something like that. <laughs> so, to me, 
That would be a breach of my privacy, and I don't believe an inch that a real god would do that. The thought of anyone reading my mind without permission is a frightening concept. <laughs> it doesn't matter if a god can do that. It shouldn't unless I permit it. Sorry, let me reread that. It doesn't matter if a god can do that. It shouldn't unless I permit it. Then it's even more scary to think that in heaven you will live with this god in your head for all eternity. Yes, frightening. End of post. <laughs> oh, man. It seems like... If, I'd if, recommend a healthy dose of Brain Force 2000 for this job. Look, here, I'm just going to toss out some advice right out of the gate. We, we all remember getting born, right? Right. No. I, I, well, there's your problem. I, I, okay, I go on. I was blackout drunk that day. Right. Okay. I mean, sometimes, sometimes that happens. Other times... You do sign a sort of like terms of use agreement That's on, right. on mm -hmm. being a human. I I, though about it that. is very Apple iTunes store. It's so long. It is. You're not gonna You're a baby. You don't want to read all that. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're a baby. You can't read. <laughs> you just wanna you just wanna close the window so you right. check the box. You're right. You just don't check the box and God won't read your your dang thoughts. Right. You opt out. What it is, it's one of those things where it's like keeps prompting you to click next and next, just check box, check box. Mm -hmm. But if you actually stop and actually read, you actually uncheck the boxes. And yeah. that way you don't get like the whole McAfee toolbar to your mm -hmm. browser and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like there's the recommended installation right. and then the custom installation. Right. Just you go, go for the custom installation yeah. every time. Yeah, uncheck, uncheck everything but organs work. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, okay, my advice to this gentleman is mm – -hmm. Um, you're worried about a god that can enter your head at any time and read your thoughts at any time when they created the universe. Let's face it, you're re it's really not an opt-out. Yeah. It's not an opt-out. And also, what do you think is going on in your head that the god who created the universe, the guy who invented scorpions, right. is going to be like, Whoa! <laughs> Say, like, yo, let's check out Doug's head for today. What's going on with you? Oh, God, Doug. Oh, you've been on Rule 34 again, haven't you? Damn, right, Doug, like, you are crapped up. Like, like yeah, what can, <laughs> what can you possibly think of that would, like, phase this, this God, right? <laughs> it's like, 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 wait a second, you know, like, you know, like, bestiality? Come on, man. Invented it. It's, it's <laughs> invented it. Yeah, it got commented on in the Bible. Yeah, like I did. I, I, come on, man. I conceived of it, man. No axe outside of my domain. You know. I'm imagining a shark with human teeth, just in case God reads my mind today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's all imagine a thing. <laughs> it, it'll be like that episode of Doctor Who where everybody really believed in the Doctor and defeated the Master uh, and rolled back time a year. It's insane. Doctor Who's the craziest show in the world, and I love it so much. Oh my God. None of it makes a damn lick of sense. It's like, oh, God, we wrote ourselves into the corner. Everybody clap really hard, and the Doctor will save the universe. Uh, look, nothing nothing can phase God, even if you can read our thoughts. No. Yeah, not a no. thing. Like, he has seen, he's seen somebody, like, blast rope to that curvy Mark Zuckerberg picture. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, 
If God is everywhere, if God is everywhere, God has been to my sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you got a sex dungeon? And he, I do not, but I am a member of a sex dungeon. Oh, uh, okay. okay. And he's he probably that is a different podcast stuff. for a different time. Probably, I, probably okay. knows what all the stuff feels like. <laughs> also, oh, yeah. If, if we want to build the lore out a little bit. Oh, a qu- quick irony, quick irony mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. So I read. We've the always to, got time. Yeah, I got I got a. So I, the prayer I read to, was to Saint George. Uh huh. And then, of course, we were talking about bondage. You know what the cross that they w- tie you to, that they whip you on? Guess yeah. What, guess what the name of that cross is? St. Saint- George's Cross. Oh, oh hell man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The horny saint. <laughs> if, right. if we want to build the lore out a little bit, and God is this sort of uh, cosmic NSA <laughs> sort of thing, <laughs> uh-huh. that makes Edward Snowden the fucking devil. Oh. Ah! Uh, he whistle blew on on God. on heaven on yeah. heaven, Ugh. and he got extradited to hell right. where they can't try him for his crimes. It, Moscow, yeah. yeah. That makes on that Ju- one, <laughs> Julian Assange is the real devil, though. That's true. That's true. No, he'd be more like Judas. No, no, oh, no. no, no, no. Julian would be uh, Julian would be the devil, mm-hmm. and Snowden would be Judas. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Yeah, that's absolutely true. They're like Pokemon. I'm working the lore out, other. baby. Oh, I'm working the great. lore out. I love working out lore. I love oh, it. Would that make Chelsea Manny, Manning like Mary Magdalene or something like that? Mm. No, no, no. Whore of Babylon. Whoa. Ooh, I'm taking powerful. that one for the team as a trans person. I'm allowed to say that. All right. Thank you, Amanda, for <laughs> going for, where angels fear to For tread. getting that joke to be on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a dead silence for about 15 seconds in the middle of the podcast. Anybody else want to? Oh, I was doing the 15 seconds of silence. (laughs) No, and I was like, that's the part you edit out so you don't get dragged by the transgender community. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't get dragged for it because seriously, I do not need that right now. There we go. (laughs) You're in enough hot water. Right. Um, Anybody else want to? Do we we have any last advice for War Zero? Anything you shouldn't imagine. (laughs) Okay, War Zero. War Zero. Do not imagine. Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes pissing through the wounds in Christ's hands and on to another thing. Yeah, the Ford logo. The Ford logo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there is no way to opt out of this. If God can read your mind, don't imagine yourself nude. (laughs) Do do not imagine yourself with a Molan Labe sticker on the back of your fucking like Mustang or mm. like Ford pickup truck and like stickers that say like these colors don't run and like AR-15 stickers. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. imagine yourself like that because you will fucking hate yourself. You'll go to hell. Uh, Sorry, I just had to make a statement there. If God can see you thinking about pizza pockets, you're going to heaven. But if he sees you thinking mm-hmm. about pizza bagels, you're going to hell. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, don't imagine... Don't imagine a a pee hole singing like Michigan J Frog. <laughs> <laughs> going right to hell for that one. You're not allowed to. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my right ba- time gal. Hello, my right time gal. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a piss by wire. <laughs> uh, baby, my hog's on fire. fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the words of what we're doing. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Don't imagine Jesus getting dunked on. <laughs> uh, don't imagine. Uh, don't imagine a, a bunch of saw sawfish. You know the saw nosed shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't imagine a bunch of them using teamwork to cur- to carve a perfectly round hole in the ark that Noah built. It, don't imagine John Lennon not talking to his son Julian for ten years while he's writing the song Imagine. <laughs> don't imagine John Lennon. Yeah, really. No. If you want to go to heaven, don't yeah. think about John Lennon. Absolutely don't do that. Don't. I just had to take a really shitty dig about John Lennon. Right, sorry. Don't imagine. It's absolutely allowed. Uh, don't imagine Jesus stepping on a bunch of rakes in such a way that they accidentally form a crucifix. Uh, <laughs> don't imagine Jesus sticking his hand out the window of a car doing 55 miles an hour and it starts whistling. <laughs> don't imagine Jesus um, sitting on his balls. <laughs> don't. Don't imagine Mary and jumping up and hitting and his head going through the ceiling. <laughs> Don't imagine the Virgin Mary taking Jesus on any time when he asks, "He who is without sin." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't imagine Job slipping on a banana peel, falling and bursting a bunch of his boils, oh. <laughs> like flat on his back, and they all pop like bubble wrap. So War Zero, if you. <laughs> If you are listening to us, if if you want to avoid going to hell, don't imagine any of those things we just told you not to imagine. I feel like we really helped today. <laughs> yeah, War Zero, you're absolutely welcome. Feel free to come on the podcast. Consider yourself you like. helped. Right. Uh, now it's time for. Did we didn't watch all dogs go to heaven? We we didn't watch all dogs go to heaven. I we forgot to watch all years. dogs go to heaven. I'm really sorry for not. I, I know. I know that Burt Reynolds was in it, but I mean, like, was Dom DeLuise in it? Dom DeLuise was in it. Yes. He was the itchy dog. Yes. Um, bringing the whole Cannonball Run Shack, Cannonball Run team back together. Cannonball Run Shack, really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh God, that. I four zero. Do not imagine a Caddyshack Cannonball Run mashup. Mm-hmm. Um. Listener, if you can think of some other ways to keep our friend War Zero from going to hell, um, join us at the hashtag to go to heaven, don't imagine. Don't imagine heaven. Hashtag to go to heaven, don't imagine. To go to heaven, don't imagine (laughs) Pete's son from a goofy movie. Max's fat friend. What's his name? PJ from an ex- don't imagine PJ from an extremely goofy movie joining the alt right. Uh, <laughs> don't imagine the bully from Doug having a very intimate, quiet moment of intimacy in the shower with Doug. Oh no! <laughs> Hashtag to go to heaven. Don't imagine planning on littering in heaven. <laughs> mm. Wow! I like that one a lot. You guys want to move straight to Toon Talk? Let's move straight to Toon Talk. Toon Talk. All right, buckle down. We're going to get into some Toon Talk. Right now. Toon Talk, Toon Talk, excellent. All right, it's time for some Toon Talk. Right now. If I could swim after 40... 
Damn, my mind is crushed by the crashing wave. Lift me up, lift me up. Where I cannot fall, lift me up. Lift me up. Getting Jesse and the Ripper on my own fucking podcast <laughs> again. Dude, just be grateful I didn't do POD on you. Uh, I don't know that one. I only know <laughs> jars. I'd be of grateful clay. if you did. Uh, I know more jars of clay than I do POD. Ah, I'm still alive for the very first time. All right. I can't deny you. <laughs> Feel so alive. So give us, give us a what's the curriculum today? Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what today are we doing? We're going to be discussing the music of peaches. Mm, the teachers of peaches. Oh. I thought you gave us this whole the curriculum of curriculum. Yeah, <laughs> okay. No, we're doing uh we're doing Dave Matthews Band, which is if you know me, entirely predictable. <laughs> yeah. Dave Matthew and his magical band. <laughs> I think that I think you're thinking of Captain Beefheart, <laughs> but <laughs> what if Dave Matthews sang for Captain Beefheart? Ah. Uh. Dave Matthews and the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> so are we covering a specific album? Are we, uh, are so we, what are we're we rating doing, an album? So what we're doing is we're kind of talking about certain specific tracks that mean something to me that are actually not part of the main rotation for non-Dave Matthews fans. Oh. That are actually, I was told to bring music that could be Christian-themed. And as part of my theme, talking about my dead parents mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, um, I brought... Really sad Dave Matthews songs. And then the second half of Before These Crowded Streets. Right. So basically, like, everything Dave's after... Dave's Deep Cuts. Yeah, Dave's Deep basically Cuts. Basically, everything after, like, Halloween. Okay. Um, Like, The Stone. You could probably skip Crush. Yeah, do Stone, Dreamy Tree, Pig, Spoon. Okay. So are we starting there? If Yeah. Are, what are we... Um, are we, uh, or we could do the one that I suggested what's, first. What's your thesis here? So my general thesis kind of is, is that... Religion has always been a search for meaning to this world. Mm -hmm. You know, not only has it, like, actually, the very first settlements that they have found that could be described as civilization and permanent settlements uh, that they found are in uh, southeast Turkey, northern uh, Syria, uh, such as um, Katahoyuk and uh, Gobleke Tepe. Y'all didn't know y'all going to be getting a lesson, did you? Yeah, no. I what is happening? And go on. Okay, <laughs> so these settlements are about go back to about ten thousand BC, and they are basically temples that were built that were they were not permanently settled, but people would come back about once a year and celebrate there, and then the first cities are starting to be found around them. You know, from like eight thousand. 7,000, 6,000 years ago at the beginning of the agrarian revolution. So a lot of people believe that that religion really gave birth to civilization. There's also a theory that beer gave birth to civilization, but different podcasts, different time. But hell yeah, brother. <laughs> beer. <laughs> but beer. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Oh, working man. But so as religion is part of trying to find meaning, you know, everybody talks about God is love and blah, 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 you know, all that easy low-hanging fruit stuff, but also part of trying to find meaning is finding solace in misery. And I've always been miserable. Mm. I am just a miserable person. I actually have been diagnosed with something called dysthymia, which is basically low-grade depression that lasts mm. for years. Basically, I am, should be like a 19th century poet. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Kind of thing. And so for me, a lot of Dave Matthews songs, everybody like really likes the upbeat, cheery stuff. Mm. I like his really... Basically depressing stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it because it actually 
speaks to me a little bit more. Oh, because of the like Reggie brick depression that yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I not yeah. like like I no I'm not like not that California medical depression. No, I'm I'm not like I'm not like a cutter. Buy all my stuff at Hot Topic. You know, mm-hmm. wake me up inside, depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, wake me up inside. Oh yeah, listen yeah. as as someone who is. Yeah, I I am I am more just kind of like, just kind of generally just kind of, I I appreciate the dark things, but not sure. like not like vampire bats and stuff like that. I just like sure. yeah, life can suck. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And so a lot of these songs speak to me about how life can suck, and they also have some of them have some religious themes in them. Ooh. So so we're going to start with second half of Before These Crowded Streets with The Stone. Is that right? Yes, The Stone. Okay. So is there – well, sorry, one more question before we dive in. Of course. Is, is there something we are attempting to rate today? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What are we reviewing here? Basically, we're reviewing what I feel are some of the songs that – for me, music is sort of um, – sort of a sermon, sort of a praise of God. I mean, there is a whole book of the Bible called Psalms, another mm-hmm. book of the Bible called Song of Solomon. Singing and music has always been part of worship and praise, mm-hmm. and they're not always that chipper. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one of the last words that Jesus said on the cross was, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, right. which is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. Which is from the 22nd Psalm, which yeah. I have tattooed on me. Hell yeah. In Aramaic. And it's a really crappy tattoo. But all of that is great. So we, so what are we reviewing? Are we reviewing this collection as a Christian? Yes, there are Christian themes, and just about all of these are either they have a personal meaning to me as part of my existence in this world and reflection of faith at different points in time. Okay. So today on the Praise Down, we're going to find out if Dave Matthews' sad stuff is good. Yeah, we can work with that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. We're going to start with The Stone. The Stone. Now, we're starting off with a lot of strings. I want you to know that this is a staunchly Team Horns podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, by, will, which, by, which, by my estimate, is not a bad thing for... There, there will be horns. Absolutely. Dave Absolutely. Matthew and his magic band. I mean, sure. I mean, come on. That's you got to get some time in there for the violinist mm. and the saxophonist. And so... Mm. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, long The problem I'm noticing is that this song is seven and a half minutes yeah, long. Yeah, is that going to be the case? Yeah, we can, we can like, skip toward, like, some of the uh, lyrics. Okay. A little bit. I'm liking this build-up, though. It's it's very cinematic, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's one of my... It's like one of my, I pull into my parking lot, sit in my car, the music's already started, I'm going to sit there until I cry. Kind of song. Because it's... Yeah, it seems healthy. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing people can say about me is that I am full of emotional regulation. Sure. <laughs> he is a South African... He moved to America to avoid getting drafted to serve in the South African military and police during the apartheid. Nice. Wow, what a real that's a real class act thing of him to uh, Yeah. 
So, I love how complicated these drums are. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, their drummer is considered one of the best drummers out there. Yeah, he's what? Um, he's like some level beyond ambidextrous or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got three hands and all of them are He's got like thumbs. three brain lobes or something. Yeah, he's one of those guys that is like... He's basically lowered by a crane into his drum set because mm -hmm. everything's. I mean, he's the guy that's got the chimes and the cowbell, like two bass drums, all these snares. I remember hearing that there's like something different about his brain too, or something. Uh, no, that was an episode of House. Oh, oh man, House. <laughs> House. So basically, the stone uh, for me if you can hear the lyrics in it, um, is talking about Unholy Day. If I could leave now, I would go, uh, go away. I have this creeping suspicion that things here are not as they seem. And basically, it's sort of a lamentation about um, I fear that I have sinned, uh, that I have done wrong. And the chorus is, um, if I recall off the top of my head, um, um, if I could leave now. I, uh, God, if I could remember the chorus on top of my head, but it's basically begging for forgiveness. He's basically sort of like, if I, um, oh God, I really am brain farting on the lyrics right now. It, no, like, it, if I could hear the song. But, it's okay. But he really is trying to seek out forgiveness. And the the way it's been described is, is that this is actually about, that the song thematically is actually about Judas before he hangs himself. Because he realizes the weight of what he's done. Is that confirmed? That is uh, that has been mentioned in some interviews and some fan websites, and I believe that it is confirmed that it is about the recognition of sin and trying to find forgiveness. Well, that's good. I was just wondering if you would come along, hold up my head if my head won't hold on. I'd do the same if the same what you want. Yeah, that's the yeah. Now I remember it, and <laughs> I cannot sing for shit. <laughs> that is a okay. Right. It's allowed here on the cast. Only Alex can sing worth shit. Jill also can. Jill can also sing worth <laughs> shit. It's just me and you. Mm. I, I, I can. I can sing bass, but mm. I can sing guitar. Sing Daddy sang bass. Uh, yes, it's a, it's next. It's a mutual. Uh, it's a mutual. They might be giants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. let's uh, next, we've got the Dreaming Tree. Okay, uh, you might know the Dreaming Tree. Uh, we can go ahead and hit that one. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave really likes to go to like seven and eight minute songs. Love it. Love but, but it. You, but when you have like five virtuosos in the band, you've got to kind of give them time. But yeah. I, even as the most diehard Dave Matthews fan, there are times when his voice is just like, dude, you can't hit that note. Yeah, just quit it. Loving that sax though. I, this really is probably one of his most, probably his most melodic and s overall saddest album. Which album? I'm having is a this? great this time. This is uh, before these crowded streets. Okay. Standing here, the old man said to me, long before these crowded streets, here stood my dreaming tree. Below it, he would sit. This does feel insanely Christian. It does. It has yeah, explore that. Why does it feel that way? 
the way he, the lyrics, the way they're written, feels biblical a little bit. It, once we get to the chorus, you will kind of get a much stronger Christian. Okay. getting sort of a desert cinematic sort yeah. of vibe on yeah. the Yeah, which it traditionally is, it, biblical. It is very 98. It is very 97, 98. Mm-hmm. Um, so How far do I have to go to get to the chorus? Uh, there should be, a, there might be another chorus here. Or another verse here. Okay. I'm going to skip forward a little bit. So what are we listening for? We're three minutes one? in. Okay, I think we might have actually missed it. I love what's happening musically. of god right there basically what this is the dreaming tree um you could almost take it as sort of like the end of the giving tree you know when everything's been cut down sure but the dreaming tree is basically where people would go and they would feel inspired and they'd feel love and now it's gone the first verse is about um like one verse is about um, a young, beautiful woman who got to be famous because of her beauty, and now her beauty's gone. Nobody's her fan anymore. Nobody wants her to around anymore. She, she feels abandoned. Another one is about broken relationships. So it's about being, you know, like feeling the absence of love. Mm-hmm. And so they long for the dreaming tree, mm. which is where they felt love. Hmm. So it's sort of like. One the way that one could conceive of being in sin as being away from the love of God, right? Which is what the original concepts of hell were, which is being absence, yeah, absence, a total separation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, this one, uh, this one is another one of the ones that I will cry. Nice. Oh yeah, the, one of the goals is uh, uh, yeah. We are we gonna cry on this podcast? Yeah, I'm trying to make somebody cry, and I am included. Okay. Okay. So up next, we got Pig. How far in should I skip? Yeah, let's skip Pig. Let's skip Pig. Skip, skip Pig? This is not a challenge, but I will not cry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's but, very but, fair. But Alex might cry. Let's skip That's Pig. also true. Yeah. Let's skip Spoon? Pig. Spoon. All right. We're working with seven and a half right now. Oh, here. yeah, yeah. We'll just do like one. First. Where do I go? Go Just, just let yeah, it ride? The, the, yeah, the music should, uh, the lyrics should start, and then we'll just do one. Okay. One lyric. Um... 
How many different sort of eras of Dave Matthews are there? Oh, good question. Okay, so first of all, you have like his early uh, Charlottesville days, where some a couple of the songs are from that period. You have the uh, you have the um, basically the first studio release, the first independent release, which is very acoustic college rock. Then you have his like where he uh, then it kind of runs through this period where he starts experimenting more after Crash. And then it kind of gets where he starts to bring in electric guitars with every day. Yeah. And stand up, and they're not good. He went to the studio, did one thing called Busted Stuff. It's actually the replacement album for what was originally right. called the Law. Really Busted like Stuff? Busted Stuff. Busted Stuff. Oh, I thought you said Busted Stuff. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. Lots of stuff. Busted Stuff over here. So it's. Um, but yeah, he went. Basically, they did something called the Lily White Set, which is the more depressing version of Busted Stuff. Ooh. And he kind of went off through a, like a rock period, and it was not good. Like, um, like more traditional rock. Yeah, like he tried really tried to get more rocky with like stand up, and it's I, like I listened to stand up maybe four times. Other people who really love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I then he starts getting more back into this kind of sound. I was thinking of Breaking Bad there. Yeah, I'm just trying to get into like the Dave Matthew fan sphere here. Is there anything unanimously bad that he's put out? Every Day is not one of his most popular albums. Neither is Stand Up. Anything where he tries to get really too rocky is generally not considered as best. I hate to be that pretentious jerk, but Dave Matthews fans are the ones that really get into like the deep cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you know everybody likes you know like Ants Marching and I do love Ants Marching. He's like a dad rock Sufjan Stevens, right? But yeah, but yeah, once but you really get into his deep cuts and you start finding this much more emotional, this insane stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I mean like. I brought out these a uh, couple of songs because they're all kind of sad. You know, the stone is about feeling sad, you know, like feeling, you know, like begging for forgiveness. Dreaming tree is about feeling separation. Uh, pig is about contemplation. Or not pig, a spoon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like I'm leaving, you know, uh, people are leaving, and I'm now starting to feel distant from things. And so it's kind of collectively like the biggest block of sad Dave Matthews music together mm. and to really get into a lot of a little, the other depressing stuff you start have to getting into the deep cuts on some of the other albums like yeah. uh under the table and dreaming mm-hmm. crash we had i believe we had under the table and dreaming was the one that we listened to growing up yeah under the table and dreaming that was the one that i first picked up on like i ants marching came out mm-hmm. got into it right before i went to basic training mm-hmm. and then when i got out of it like once i was able to go out and buy music again um I went out and I bought the album, and there was one song on there that just really, there was like two or three songs on there that really stuck with me, mm-hmm. but it was um, it was um, Dancing Nancy's, it was, mm. which is, a que- which for me personally, Dancing Nancy's, which is, could I have been anyone other than me, you know, that's basically the theme of it, it's, it's not, I didn't pick it because it's not 
really a religiously thing, but it's about a search for self, which for a person like me who's transgendered and had to fight against that identity for years, mm-hmm. it's could I have been anyone else and could I have been happy? Oh. If I had been, could I have been anybody other than me? Could I have been anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. 23 and so tired of life, such a shame to throw it all away. Yeah. The images grow darker, but still. It's it's basically why... You, you know, want me to turn it up? Dancing Nancy? If you want to, sure. It starts off... It, the lyrics start pretty quick. Could I have been a parking lot attendant? Could I have been a millionaire in ballet? Could I have been lost somewhere in Paris? Could I have been your little brother? Could I have been... His voice is really, really, really unique. Uh, he's got a very specific scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's a character voice. Yeah. Yeah. Is he doing all of the writing? Is he doing most of every song? Yeah. Yeah, most every song he's doing. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Big old hashtag T yeah. horns. That was good, good horn pop from me. What's the use so, of so the thing about this is, is that it it's comes across very much in the beginning as, you know, oh, could my life have been so much better? And then you get to that hook, that chorus, that's basically, fuck it. I'm just going to be happy, man. I'm just going to be yeah. good. Yeah, I was going to fucking deal with this. I, I've been over here thinking about this sort of idea that like you're you're constant the, the person you are is constantly in flux. It's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And there's this question you ask where you go, "Oh, if I just stopped changing uh right then, mm-hmm. would I have been a happier person?" Right. But when you when you pull when you zoom out even further, it's kind of a silly question because you're going to change anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be changing. And this is also you know, when you get to these points in your life, you know, where, like, I'm debating between moving between, you know, moving from Mississippi to Oklahoma and abandoning a whole bunch of friends, uh, leaving my friend of 10 years because he couldn't deal with me transitioning mm. and that kind of stuff. You know, you look back on if I had, you know, if my dad had lived, if my mom had lived, if I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 10 years old, I wouldn't have fucked up college. What if I didn't have a drinking problem mm-hmm. in my 20s? Mm-hmm. What could have happened? Oh wait, everything's cool. Or, you know, I'll, but I can't change it. I'll just be happy. When okay, yeah. 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 That was not one of my original picks because it wasn't very religiously themed. But sure. It is, but it is one of my favorite songs. And there's two more, I believe, on this album. There's one called Warehouse, which is another like eight minute song. Okay. 
I am I, loving I, those intros, though. Yeah, they they see the weird thing is is that you know everybody knows them as a jam band. I really can't handle them too much as a jam band. I've only ever had uh, experience with like Poppy Dave Matthews, and that's the oh, thing yeah. you've got to get past Poppy Dave Matthews. You, you know, uh, the best way to the, and the best yep. way to deal Ants with marching. Mm-hmm. The best way to get uh, get into Dave Matthews is actually get the Dave Matthews Tim Reynolds albums, where it's just him and Tim Reynolds on an acoustic guitar. Ooh. And he does these okay. all these tours, and it's like thirty songs, much shorter versions. Okay. This is one of the ones where Tim Reynolds is on the guitar. Okay. Now, do I skip any? You can. Um, tell you what, we will skip to the end of this one. All of the all of the intros to these songs sound like they could be in um, the last two Metal Gear Solids. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I will give you that he he really goes hard on sort of like the melodic. I like it. I like how sort of the sort of like Arabic sound aesthetic a little bit. Mm -hmm. There and uh, on a on a before these crowded streets, he actually has one. He actually has one that's very Arabic, and he actually has another song called Minaret, and it's very really great horn work. Love it. There's so much going on, and I'm so into it. It's, it's sort of like studio jam band going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fish had a pit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, see, that's a weird thing. Dave Matthews is the only band like this that I like. Don't like fish. Don't like widespread. Don't like Grateful Dead. Don't even like Jack Johnson. That yeah, yeah, it's, it's an anomaly because of a lot of the songs on uh, the Table Dream, like this one. The drum decisions are consistently yeah, it's it's very like sonically, it's very sonically open, yeah, which is really interesting to me. Like it's very tight, but it still like sort of creates a space. Right. Yeah, um, and I, I really appreciate music that creates a space. And with you know, the notes he's choosing to sing, also the vocal line he's decided on for this song is insane. Mm-hmm. So Amanda, what's going on in this one lyrically? So basically, what the warehouse—it's actually one of the most popular day matters. So basically, what's happening in the warehouse, which is one of the most popular band songs, is that nobody, the warehouse is, sim- uh, is actually referring to a, an old uh, music hall that used to play in Charlottesville, but it's come on to mean the warehouse is your mind. And so it talks about, there's a lot of lyrics in there talking about turmoil and crossing things, such as the black cat that changes color, having being able to walk under ladders. It's a lot of luck and superstitious tropes. Yeah. Right. Fear and overcoming it. Because 
fear is one of the great driving things. And the thing is, is that throughout this whole song, it's very pensive. It's like, oh my God, can I overcome this? Am I able, going to be able to overcome the demons inside my own mind? And as you get toward the end of the song, like this is one of my favorite lyrics right here. So it's that kind of verse is, you know, like where he's getting out a lot of outside noise. I'm trying to figure out what's going on inside my own mind. Mm-hmm. And then if you get toward the end of the song, toward one of the probably the best part of this song. The Margaritaville zone. Here. Right. Oh, yeah. This band's really good at modulating. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's very seamless. Let's see if I can get to that one perfect lyric at the end. Ah, here it is. You want me to reverse it so you can get the horns? Yeah, could you please? Hashtag team horns. Mm-hmm. Give us that one. Oh. That is some Roseanne saxophone. Oh, oh yeah, that's good shit. And you, you, you know, and he was a kind of bigger boy too. Mm-hmm. So you can just see him just spitting sweat from his forehead. <laughs> just a huge red saxophonist. Oh, it's black eyes. Oh, okay. So there's decidedly a resolution to it's this one. It's basically, I have these fears in my life. I'm wrestling with these demons in my mind. I'm getting all this outside noise. I'm trying to come over, overcome my own fears, as symbolized by different things in the song. But I'm going to overcome them. I'm And the sacrifices I want to make and overcome, the blood poured down there from the hands of angels, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave this warehouse, which is my mind which is my own headspace kind of thing yeah wow. it's it's basically that moment of i'm gonna do this shit mm-hmm. so uh brought next, it heavy yeah brought it heavy. so uh up next on the list we've got christmas song um we can go ahead and do this one off of um off of um off cast off of before the, not before these crowded streets um under the table and dreaming and this one is probably the first song that really dug into me. And it's uh, next to last one. Um, pay for what you get. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. We'll, so, have, we'll have to linger on the, some of the lyrics here for a minute. Okay.
Should we skip forward at all? It should start going into lyrics here in a second. Okay. Work ourselves, fingers to the bone. Suck the marrow, drain my soul. The stupid question. These are studio albums, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're doing the studio albums. They all sound very live. Yeah. They are Spacious. Yeah. Everybody tells you you pay for what you get. You pay for what you get. We're about to get to the lyric that really digs on me. Somebody asked me how she's doing as she really lost her mind. I said her I couldn't tell you I've lost mine. Yeah. Words, words, words. I knew her to burden her. Real sparse compared to some of his other ones. Good day to be on Team Horns. Yeah, for real. Oh, uh, this. Ooh. That's great. So for me, this song, um, it didn't hit. This is one of the ones that hooked me in right at the beginning. I was more into like Warehouse and Dancing Nancy's, and there's a couple others there that I skipped over mm-hmm. that are a bit more, you know, like. Um, abstract this one really hit me right around march april of 2006 mm-hmm. i actually really once started 2006 started hitting i'm not mm-hmm. 2006 i mean 1996 yeah take it further back this was the end of my mom's cancer mm. and what a lot of people who've never dealt with somebody who's had cancer yeah is especially when it starts metastasizing and getting into the bloodstream and into the lymph system, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, it was started off as breast cancer or liver cancer. It ends up as brain cancer eventually. Yep. And your mind goes. Yeah. And there were times when, like, my brother would, he'd be, like, I was, my brother was a person who couldn't deal, so he left. Sure. He, he would always be gone. And I would be the one left at the house with my mom. And so there would be nights, though, like, I distinctly remember one night where I hear her screaming. Yeah. And she's like, Carrie, come here, Carrie, come here. And I come running in there, and she goes, get your hamster, because I had hamsters. I didn't own a hamster anymore. The last hamster I had had died, like, two years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, come get your hamster. And I'm like, 
mom, that's not the hamster. It was the suction cup on the railing for the bathtub. Wow. You know, because, you know, you start needing, getting help to get out of the tub. And I told her mom, it's, that's not a hamster. That's, you know, I explained it to her. And she just gets this, this like, just all the air comes out of her. She just kind of drops a little bit. And she knows that her mind's going. Yeah. And this is one of the things that really fucks with me. Me and my brother have never gotten along. Yeah. But my brother, he would lash out and attack my mother. Yeah. And his anger. And I was the one trying to defend my mother. But she had all that air drop out of her, and she just kind of, without looking at me, just kind of said, don't tell your brother about this. Jeez. Man. Wow. And so this song for me is kind of like that part where, boom, somebody's crying. Nice. (laughs) We did it. Go on. For me, that part where, you know, everybody asks how she's doing, has she really lost her mind? Yeah. I said, I couldn't tell you. I've lost mine. Yeah. At this point, I've got all this pressure on me, and I'm just crumbling into a little ball. And I, yeah. this was probably my, this, shortly after this was one of my first major mental breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about, like, right shit on the walls. Sure. You know, kind of crazy. Because it was so much pressure on it. And the pay for what you get part is, is that I had always felt like there was something that I had to have done. Mm-hmm. That let my dad die. Yeah. You know, I should have made him quit smoking. I should have made him exercise more. Mm-hmm. My mom, I, she should have taken better care of herself. I should have made her go to the doctor. I should have done all this stuff. Yeah. And so I'm paying for what I get. Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Wow. Bojai, bring the blue sparks, baby. Mm. Mm. That's a good sauce. Yeah. Damn. You you got the real NPR voice going on there with damn. 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 Let's see what else we got on that damn. list. We've got bartender. We got bartender. I'll back you up. We have bartender. We're yeah. going to we're going to end with I'll back you up. And then I like Grace is gone a lot. If you want to rock the Grace is gone. I am yeah, that's that's my pick. Go for it. We're sharing. We're sharing. This is I'm not a I wouldn't I would never be so presumptuous as to call myself a Dave head. But is that is that what uh, uh, Matthew's we're, fans are we're basically uh, we kind of call ourselves like Dancing Nancys. That's okay. the name of like our like our big. Um, that's the name of like the big fan association. It's called the Dance- Dancing Nancys. Okay. okay. The Warehouse so, Fan Association. I, I would never have the hubris to call myself. Uh, a you could call yourself Nancy. a Dave Head because that's not what they call themselves. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Neon shines through smoky eyes tonight. It's two a.m. going on here uh just take my eyes take my guys heart, real sad no about losing again, love in some I capacity excuse me please one more drink could you make it strong because i don't need to think she 
standard breakup song and it and you but it goes and, and you really get the corner of the bar 2 a.m yeah actually humming neon light yeah it's pretty straight ahead but it's fun it's very passionate yeah 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 you get you that is one thing or as goofy as he can get with stuff like Crash Into Me and Ants Marching, when he gets into this kind of really heartfelt stuff, and he's not trying to belt out yeah. with crazy with his crazy voice, which I admit can get obnoxious. Sure. It, I mean, he's just got... He may not be the best singer, but he has amazing passion. He's sincere. Yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the most straight ahead Dave we've heard all night. Yeah, yeah, this is the this is the normie Dave for sure. Mm-hmm. The normie Dave. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So next we'll do bartender. We can do bartender. Or what was? Uh, we're dropping Christmas song because it okay. is a straight up a lunk you over the head Christian song. It is about okay. Jesus. Oh hell yeah! Okay. So then we'll do bartender, and then I'll back you up. Right. And then log out of here. And then yeah, we're done. Okay. This is an eighter, another eight, eight and a half. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can hit like, um, we can hit like the, maybe the core, like the first verse and maybe the chorus, like the mid part chorus. Let's hit that one back just a hair. Dude, name drop yeah, the J, man. Yeah. This one's good. My dad used to play this one. Yeah, you, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to bring it because of the horns. You're a horn person. All right. Yeah. Let's horn. Let's horn it. Let's horn it up. It up. Now, this is not bass clarinet. This is just saxophone played real low. Very sax. Mm-hmm. This guy could play like eight or nine different woodwinds. Off subject, have you all seen that synth woodwind? No. no. It, is, it is an electric uh, sort of catch-all. Praise that. Praise that. It's it's sort of a catch-all woodwind. It looks like an oboe, but you can just pick whatever woodwind sound you want to come out of it yes. and like do it. It's pretty neat. Jesus. That seems a bit overwrought. That's insane. I love it. Oh yeah, it's the pup cast. It's Louise. She's a sweetie. Dave Matthews a Christian himself or he is probably about like most people who have who are 
were raised spiritually but don't really have a very strong faith. They mm-hmm. have um, what they have is they have an appreciation for what the message is. The mm-hmm. you know the the whole, whole grace and forgiveness and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and Christianity is just mm-hmm. what happens to be in right. his tool belt, maybe. Okay, no, we're gonna do. It's uh, all live versions for this last song, so we're we're really rolling no. the dice, pals. No, I can get it for you. All right. Uh, no, I got it. There we go. There we go. All right. Shh, no talking through this whole song. I'll go on forever, only knowing I'll see you. Yeah, legally we gotta talk over it. The touch of you is hard to remember. Bridges. <laughs> but like that touch, I know no other. And for sure, we have danced on the risk of each other. Would you like to dance around the world with me? songs that I picked tonight. What is the general theme that goes behind a lot of these songs? Loss. Loss. Mm-hmm. I'm a 13-year-old kid. My dad dies on a, of a heart attack Yeah. on a Boy Scout trip with me. A week later, my mom gets told, you're going to like basically wrap your shit up. Great cancer. Yeah, like I said, stage three cancer. And it took five years? Yeah, she lived for five years, That's which back in the early 90s. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a fucking hell she of a was, run. She, it was, yeah. she basically said, I'm staying alive to see all of you graduate high school. That's so nice. And then, of course, she dies. But I've never really been able to form a lot of long-term relationships. Sure. I think the longest relationship I've ever had is about six months. Yeah. And it has a whole bunch of mix to do with me being transgender sure. and all that kind of stuff. But also, I either don't let you in... Or I either bring you in too close. Sure, a classic move. Right. I'm very familiar. Yeah. And so, y'all should feel flattered. This podcast should feel flattered. This is the first time I've ever shared my feelings about this song. Because, for me, the one thing I want in my life Mm -hmm. is somebody there that won't go away. Yeah. The dreamy tree won't go away. Yeah. Grace is gone. Won't go away. Yeah. You know, um, the stone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel guilty about you leaving. Yeah. I did not know this when I first glommed onto the song. This yeah. Dave Matthews wrote this to propose to oh, a girl. Wow. 
this was a proposal song. Wow. Yeah, I get it. Uh, She said no, and it broke his heart so bad he ended up writing a song called Halloween, which is just him going, fuck you, bitch, fuck you, bitch, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly is just a perfect bookend. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) But really made the recovery there. Yeah. 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 Good on you, Dave. Yeah. So for me, I don't, I like, I will call it off. I will Mm -hmm. break it off. If I ever get married. Yeah. That's our first dance song. Hell yeah. Damn. And I will ball the whole time. Oh yeah. You got it. Yeah. If you're, I hate these couples that aren't balling during their first okay. dance. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing the damn electric slide for? Right. This is your wedding. You, you mean, you do, do that it. shit at someone else's my, my wedding. Nep- my nephew, uh, my nephew pricks. did something like, my nephew, like his, like my nephew's song, cause he's country as hell. Yeah. It was like Simple Man. It was like, God, really? Uh, like, God, could you be more Mississippi? Jesus. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do the Christmas shoes. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be my first dance. Is gonna be the Christmas shoes. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> With uh, Robert Carlyle. Yeah. Just a quick update for the listeners. I did. I did cry a little bit. Yeah. You got me. Good. Like, right. We all. We all nice. knew. Nice. We all knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. I can. I can pull the heartstrings. Yeah. So. You got it. You. You got me. Although I was crying before everybody else was. Sick. That's true. Listen. I don't react physically, but you win. <laughs> rest assured, I was very. You. Good. You are yeah. very straight male in that regard. <laughs> I, look. <laughs> You know, guilty as charged. <laughs> I was moved. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't say it. it if I wasn't. Um, it's true. Are Are we ready to? Uh, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like rendering a verdict on whether it's good and it works and I mean is kind of I um and, and unfortunately, what I probably should have done is gotten you guys to listen to the acoustic versions, which are mm. shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, probably. But no, but I, then you would have no, missed out I, on your saxophone. No, That's I, true. I really, I really preferred uh, experiencing it this way. But it's kind of a foregone conclusion what we're all going to say. Yeah, it's probably. good. Um, I do, I do want to go ahead and take the time instead to share something to share like an else or mm-hmm. um, the cinematic orchestra. Mm-hmm. Familiar? Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, um, here, give give me the phone. Um, the the cinematic orchestra. I don't even really know a lot about what their um, sort of si- situation is anymore. But I was that a sniffle of sadness. Hey, shut up. Aw, <laughs> be cool. I, but I did sort of. I did catch a little bit of, especially in the intros to Dave Matthews. I I noticed some sonic. Similarities. Similarities. Let me... Serendipitous sonic similarities. Next on Hearts of Space. (laughs) Do y'all remember Hearts of Space? No. So Hearts of Space and Echoes, they were like... like, I used to call it Space Mountain Music, so I had no other word for it, but it was basically like... Like spacey, like... Like, um... God, now I'm brain farting for the proper term. But it's that like... Really like... New Agey music. Ooh. I called it Space Mountain music because you could only hear it at like Space Ambient Mountain. Psych. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a lot more sparse and there's a lot less, a lot less singing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find a track that I know will have some good. If you like this, 
I recommend an artist named BT or Brian Transound. Okay. He actually has songs that he bases off of stuff like The Golden Ratio. Whoa, okay. So math rock. It, it's math Ooh. rock, and he oh, actually invents his own In instruments. Does God have a sense of humor than the jokes on us? Because we're chasing our tails for how long? Still cinematic orchestra. Whoa. If we could ease up on these booze and fags, then just maybe life wouldn't seem so mad. Be a man, my dad said. But what the hell he know? He lost his dream. He lost his flow. And I don't want to be alone. I'm born king, so where's my throne? I'm too intense. I'm too deep. I'm too nice and for then life. So what makes I just want to so play nice? a slice of one more. For sure. I'm more fit to old man. Yep, okay. Just the intro of this is very. Yeah, this, remi- is, remi- this is very trip hop. Reminded me of. This is very downtown. Very, yeah, this is very trip hop. Mm. Which, by the way, one of my favorite forms of EDM. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. love what those drumbos are doing. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the cinematic Again, orchestra. You will have to message this to me so I can remember it, because I will I will listen to that. That will actually end up getting bought on Amazon. Oh, excellent. Nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of, it's like a study beats version of Dave Matthews. Well, <laughs> Ooh. It, well for me, it has like a very trip-hop sound, mm-hmm. which is, like I said, it's one of my genres that I love. I it's got the trancey part with like a bit of funky beat to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, you don't catch a lot of it. And usually the like the hip hop artists who mm-hmm. use it usually are some of the best, at least yeah. lyrically or emotionally. You know they they don't go for the low hanging fruit. You know materialistic exploitation. They're more emotionally explorative. Yeah, kind okay. of thing. Well, yeah, uh, but I think we. Do we want to get any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I fi- I figure. I mean, we don't have to review anything. But no, no. If, if y'all if y'all want to say my choices of music are shit, that's great. That's fine. You can do that. <laughs> I just probably will cry before I leave. <laughs> hey, oh. seal's already broken, pal. Right. <laughs> well, it kind of a foregone conclusion that the. the the Dave Matthews that, like I said, that I was previously acquainted with, didn't was nothing special to me. Sure, it was just like the oh, it was frat rock. It was it, fr- was, it was basically is what you play on underneath the tree on the quad to pick up broads or babes or chicks or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's frat skirts. Rock. Yeah, yeah, it skirts. <laughs> it, it, it is it it is the sound that actually most really huge Dave Matthews fans fucking hate. Sure, sure, sure. It's like uh it's like the John Cena of mm-hmm. yeah. that's ex- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. of uh Dave Matthews songs. So I wasn't particularly impressed, right? This sort of deeper stuff is very interesting and I think there's a lot to appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the and I think the central theme is at least the religious sort of praise downy theme is how do you how do you keep going when you want to stop yeah right 
or when you want to stop and when everything around you seems to want you to stop. And that's that's the thing we keep hitting with They Might yeah. Be Giants, with mm-hmm. things like that. Staying the course. It's basically finding... See, that that's one of the things for me that I kind of picked this whole thing about with that specific song at the end is that you have all of this dark shit and all this horrible stuff in your life and you... You're you're gonna keep going through it, but I picked that one song at the end because it's hopeful, it's yeah. beautiful, and at the end, if you can make it there, yeah, and you've mm-hmm. got to want to make it there, yeah, yeah, damn, damn, yeah. This is good. Ha- it works. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, um, if you are not huge into Dave Matthews, uh, like like that, one thing I recommend is his uh. Not his live album, like his live with the band stuff. Because mm-hmm. like I said, even though I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, I cannot stand his like 14-minute versions of songs mm-hmm. that delve into like Dixie Chicken and, you know, that kind of stuff. But where he is just him and Tim Reynolds on acoustic guitar. It's very broken down. It's very intimate. Or either just go straight. Basically, look at what songs he put out and mm-hmm. skip those. On the album, yeah, it's kind of okay. a weird, it's kind of a weird formula because you know, you buy, you know, you buy Nevermind by Nirvana, and of course you're gonna want to listen to Teen Spirit. No, drop it. Go straight to like Polly, yeah, you yeah. know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Avoid the hits. Avoid yeah. the hits. A really good DMB strategy. Yeah, and and and, and I know it sounds pretentious because everybody's like, oh no, man, you really got to get into deep cuts. No, but the, the you know, yeah. And, yeah, that's fair. And as a Dave Matthews fan, I will say his voice can get obnoxious on certain songs. Yeah, I feel like the deep cuts advice has become like, like it's it's been hacky advice for so long that it's horseshoed into good it's advice. Come again. back yeah. around, yeah, Pretty much. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, Alex, thoughts? Um, I think it. I even having listened to Dave Matthews a bunch as a kid, uh, I I was still I'm still always blown away by how much stuff he does in those songs Mm -hmm. he just he packs a lot of instruments in there and still makes it sound like there's a lot of room yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it never feels too busy or whatever it just feels sort of just sort of takes you there it puts you in a world and it's sits you down it's a micro version of a jam band yeah Mm -hmm. you know and you'll have that heavy sax part heavy violin part bass lead guitar Backup backup guitar or rhythm guitar, and then the drums, and it'll just kind of bounce around a little bit. Yep. And they'll lift and then drop away. It's not like suddenly the saxophones will drop out, and then like the guitar will come in. It's like they'll fade out and fade in. They'll play over each other. It's crazy. It's really wild. I'm I'm having trouble deciding if Dave Matthews is Sufjan Stevens for Normies (laughs) Mm -hmm. or... Godspeed, you Black Emperor for normies. Mm. I don't have any experience with either of those, so you're on yeah. your own here. Oh, that's true. Mm, it's kind of both and. Okay. I I couldn't make that call either. Yeah, yeah, you got to make me I'm, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm using the normie term fondly in this case. <laughs> okay, okay. Average jizz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the everyman's. It's Godspeed, lunch, you black emperor. Lunch pale Godspeed. <laughs> Dave Speed, you math emperor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Whew. 
little late in the episode to be coming up with episode titles. Right? I really respect it. (laughs) We got a lot to consider. Yeah. That's a vinegar stroke. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. I think that's podcast. Uh, Oh, uh, before we go, Amanda, uh, do you have... A web presence? Well, a recommendation for a piece of Christian or tangentially uh, Christian media that you would like for us to consume in the future. Yes. Actually, it is uh, probably one of the most underappreciated science fiction novels of all time. Ooh. Uh, It is one of my favorites, Canticle for Leibowitz. Okay. I know about it. Yeah. It is one of my favorite sci-fi books. It has a very religious tone to it. Mm. Um, It's post-apocalyptic. How long is it? Oh, it's maybe three, four hundred pages tops. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a Saturday. Yeah, you you could really crank through it on a Saturday. Okay. Though you would you really want to make sure that you have Wikipedia close because they do Latin phrases and Hebrew phrases in there. Hell yeah. Okay. But nice. but it all it, it works. And if you cool. and if you have a deep and if you have a deep understanding of a lot of not really biblical mythology mm-hmm. but Christian mythology, cool, especially medieval. Mm. You're like, oh, yeah, there we go, yeah. That sounds like fun. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Canticle for Leibowitz. Canticle, Canticle for, for Leibowitz. Leibowitz. Perfect. Perfect. Um, all right, let's, uh, oh, plugs. Plugs. Plug your web presence. You yes, web? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Amanda underscore Carrie. Uh, if I'm not too busy yelling at um, people, I'm usually getting swarmed by people who are yelling at me. Uh, it's never a dull moment over on Amanda's no, feet. It I'm a really big fan is of it. not. Mm-hmm. I, it's if, if I'm not getting yelled at by Chapo people, I'm getting yelled at by tankies, or I'm getting yelled at by Second Amendment gun nuts. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have the capacity to anger pretty much anybody. Yeah, I you're really it. right in the middle of all of that. You're at like at the center of the Venn diagram of people. All of them, like it, it's, are it's against. I am the person that in the middle of just like an old fifties cowboy movie uh-huh. bar fight. Yeah. Like, I am the one that decides, you know, like, all right, now is the time to release the rabid badger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. that one. Yeah. I just, I I like to I like to toss, you know, like, wasp nests into rooms and then mm-hmm. just leave. That's mm-hmm. when I am. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, we'll check you out there. Thank yeah. You. Do you have anything going on in the next uh Not before this weeks? next podcast. Couple months, yeah. I don't have anything coming out uh, by the time this podcast comes out. Okay. So, nothing to plug there. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, let's say thank you to a few people. Thank you, Jill, for yeah. thank presiding over yet another episode of the mm-hmm. PD. Thank you to Good Trash Media for 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 forging an alliance with our podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have a recommendation for Good Trash Media. Okay. Disaster Movie Month. Ooh. Ooh. We'll forward that over to our mm-hmm. pod daddies. We'll get him, we'll get them over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I am sick crazy for disaster films. I have made drinking games out of them. Oh. I, I'm yeah, going to expect the rules of those oh, sure. uh, in, a, in a post. Sure. Um, Thank you to Jarvix for our theme song. Uh, Molly for the Talk of the Walk mm-hmm. stinger. And uh, Wampus for the Toon Talk stinger. And Cameron Brewer for Holy Ghost Riding the Whip. Yep. And we're going to sign off. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sign off of the praise down the same way we sign off of every praise down. Don't imagine Jesus getting dunked on if you want to go to heaven. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>